Hey everyone, and welcome to another amazing edition of AUSU Open Mic. Today we've got a couple uh, cool gentlemen with me uh, to, to talk a little bit about AUSU. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce uh, the man behind the scenes, Duncan Watasik. Uh, how's it going, Duncan? Oh, it's going great, Jody. How are you doing? This is good, the first good. time. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast in my own home. I know, and I think that's that's going to be a very unique experience for us as we go through this. Is that we're we're not literally sitting across a table from each other, which is very different, honestly. It is. Um, so we're going to get into that in, in a moment. But the other person who's going to be the star of our show is uh, Tim Hansen, and uh, Tim is our social media coordinator here at AUSU. Tim, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm just as thrown for a loop as the listeners would be. I was sold on this, <laughs> believing that we were testing this new uh, system for doing it from home. And uh, here I am, butt in chair, firmly <laughs> ready to, <laughs> to do this. So let's let's see how things go. You see, the term, the term test was in like quotations. <laughs> it, yeah, it was to... more of a test of my, my character than Duncan's <laughs> Yeah, you never know. But yeah, to Duncan's point, um, one of the things that we've had to adjust to here with AUSU Open Mic is traditionally we would be operating out of our home office here in Edmonton and operating our podcast accordingly in a, in a lovely meeting room all set up with all of our equipment. And uh, now we're in a space uh, where we're more permanently going to be working from home and thus we're experimenting on uh, basically recording our podcast uh, through our zoom platform. So um, as our podcast goes on here, we definitely hope that we can hear from you and, and let us know what you think. So if you guys are ready to go, um, Tim, let's do a quick introduction. Who is, who is Tim, the tool man, Hanson? I am an AU student. Uh, I just finished up McEwen's PR program here last summer. And now I'm kind of backtracking and finishing my bachelor of arts with AU uh, I just started working with AUSU uh, in October, so I'm still I'm not a newbie anymore. There's there's someone even newer to the organization, but still uh, pretty new to everything that's going on here. And uh, it's been a pretty wild ride, lots of twists and turns, and different initiatives and projects on the go. So I have I have not had a dull moment as of yet. <laughs> Yeah, and I agree with you. you. You're a veteran now. As, as soon as we hire somebody after you, you suddenly go from being the new person to uh, to being the veteran on the team or one of us. So <laughs> congratulations on that achievement. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It was pretty low effort on my end. It just sort of happened. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but hey, like you're you're over six months now. So um, so this is a real deal. You haven't you haven't ran away from us yet. So that's good. Yeah. So obviously, Tim. Um, Last fall, you came on board. Uh, we were looking at really enhancing a lot of the social media elements within AUSU and, and having more of a presence there. And especially during the pandemic, we were really wanting to connect with students, uh, create some community. And one of the ways of doing that is to really crank up our social media. You know, obviously, even in your short period of time, we are seeing some really great numbers coming out of our social media engagement. So uh, great job on that element of it. What's it been like uh, sort of getting used to um, looking after the social media of a student's union? You know, like it's been interesting because uh, I've been working in social media for something like five or so years now. And for a long time, it's, it, it felt like it was a fairly 
straightforward thing. There would always be uh, some interesting development that would come up, be it uh, some kind of uh, emergency with whatever organization I was working with or something happening on a, a grand scale politically or something like that. But, um, you know, all of the uh, the main uh, platforms that I'd be using, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter were fairly stable. They weren't uh, the hot new thing anymore, but they weren't really in a huge decline. And everything kind of seemed uh, pretty routine. But for the past year or so, I've suddenly come out of just working with mostly uh, retail kind of social media accounts to being uh, working with uh, the town of Devon on some of their uh, municipal communications or uh, the Edmonton Poetry Festival. So doing some nonprofits art kind of work before settling in here. Um, so there's been uh, a, a bit of a, uh, I don't know how you would, uh, how you would say it, uh, a, a bit of a culture shock, just jumping between the kind of ecosystems and communities that all of those different industries are going to have kind of developing around them. But at the same time, you also have um, COVID and everyone working from home and looking for uh, online communities that they that, that need to supplement the, the lack of an in-person kind of connection that they don't get at their work or school or some of their sports and stuff like that. So it's it's been a very interesting year. And uh, I think the the biggest thing that's been kind of keeping me going in terms of understanding how to navigate these waters is the fact that not only am I on this side of things working with AUSU uh, as the social media coordinator, but I'm also an AU student. So on some level, I, I already do have a bit of an idea of how students might react to something because I'm in both camps, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Let's actually let's actually stay on that vein. Um, what what originally brought you to AU? And you had said that originally you were, um, you know, in other institutions. McEwen was one of those. Um, eventually, what brought you to Athabasca University? Well, I uh, I graduated high school, I think, in 20, yeah, 2010, which feels like it wasn't 11 years ago. It was about 150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I ended up taking a few years off. I was uh, a manager at Future Shop and then Best Buy for a while. And uh, I wasn't really sure exactly what kind of direction I wanted to go into before I wound up enrolling at the U of A. But um, no one in my family had really taken uh, the leap into post-secondary before. Uh, like now my siblings oh, wow. have started to, but yeah, I'm like no one in my earlier, uh, it was just high school diplomas. And so I, I didn't really have a heck of a, an idea how to manage this um, uh, academically or in terms of time management or financially or any anything really. So um, I, I got a fair amount of help from a couple of friends I would have uh, gone to high school with and uh, friends that I've worked with who have done this kind of thing before. But um, I didn't really have a great idea of how to manage it and also manage uh, minimizing the amount of student loans that you'll have to take out and uh, applying for scholarships and working a part-time job in that. So um, yeah. that was what eventually kind of led me over to the PR program because it was it's a diploma program, but it's kind of an after degree thing. So I had enough credits. I could just jump in, do that for a year and then just start making a bit more money and just kind of, it, it would just be a bit, bit easier for, for me to keep going with things. But um, AU naturally has, you know, what is it like 51 years now of trying to work things out so that people can juggle their studies in between all their other engagements, which was just perfect for me. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think your story uh, is interesting to me. Um, 
I would also fall into that category. I was the first uh, post-secondary graduate in my family as well. And um, I think, you know, there's a unique experience of going through there and understanding, okay, how do I do this? How do I navigate this, this world of post-secondary? And, and I definitely know that in an online setting, students that come to AU, this is something that we hear all the time. It's, it's difficult sometimes to be able to navigate sort of what has to be done. What order does it have to be done in? Do I get my financial aid first? Do I need to register first? How do I do this? So um, I think your experience and being able to relate that through our social media channel is going to be really, really valuable. Um, let's pivot slightly and talk a little bit about what you do. I mean, obviously, we're talking about social media here. Tim, in your own words, uh, sort of give us an elevator speech about what you do within your role. Um, well, there's a lot of really great initiatives and projects that uh, our execs and council will kind of throw on the table as uh, they do their best to advocate, not just for the needs of uh, AU students and what they what they need for themselves, but really what all of us are, are kind of needing, not from uh, Athabasca specifically, but the, the provincial government, the federal government, and, and so on. So um, it's kind of been my job to keep not just an ear to the ground to see how students are reacting to it. If we have any feedback that can kind of help us um, meet those needs and like maximize the benefit they're getting out of um, all these different services, but um, also keeping ear to hear if there's anything that we're just any needs that we're not really meeting. Um, and at the same time, making sure that they, they are aware to the greatest extent possible of, the, the sheer number of supports and services and events that we have to make sure that they're they're getting the most out of um, their undergrad experience and uh, we're, we're taking as much of the load off as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, just to expand a little bit, within AUSU, we have our own social media strategy and it's really this, this guidebook, if you will, uh, that sort of guides us through the process of of what we're going to promote here and there how are we going to communicate this what channel do we want to use depending on what what the content is um when you think of the the channels that you've got specifically around instagram twitter facebook uh, linkedin learning uh youtube is there a method that you've got now that as a team sort of not only just aligns with the social media strategy but when you're trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to put this out on Instagram, I'm going to throw this up on Facebook, um, you know, especially with how you communicate to AU students, what comes to mind when you think of all those platforms? Um, well, as I understand it, like before my position was uh, uh, spun out into its own freestanding thing, all of these kind of uh, platforms would be managed by our communications and member services coordinator. And yeah, yeah. kind of just be an extension of, of, of their portfolio, which essentially meant there was only so much time to engage with students, right? It would yeah, that's been. right. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing that um, I've been keeping an eye on is we've kind of been expanding, not just our student body, but our, our reach and our uh, uh, presence on all these platforms is keeping an eye on not just what kind of posts are always the most successful on uh, for, for what we're putting out, but what, what students themselves are posting and how they're using those apps, because, you know, th there's always going to be some major announcement that we got to kind of reach as many people as possible, but there's going to be a lot of content that will try to really tailor towards one specific platform. 
for example, with Instagram, uh, every week we will have the, the Minds We Meet article that Natalia puts out. But yeah, she's been uh, meeting with, or I mean, virtually, but meeting with a student once a week and just uh, hearing a new student story of what brought them to AU, what they do in their spare time, where they're headed with their degree and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of been making perfect content because for, for something like Instagram, I think what our, what our followers are looking for is uh, a sense of community and knowing that despite the fact that, it, I mean, it's not even really an, an AU specific experience, but in terms of work and school and everything right now, a lot of people are finding that their, their lives are like a, a desk in a computer terminal. And then <laughs> that's, that's about it. So just being able to provide that sense of community and understanding that as siloed as we all might be as we're working through our, our undergrads, there's uh, a pretty vast community out there. Whereas with something like LinkedIn, there's gonna be a, a lot of uh, scholarship opportunities and news about uh, organizations and initiatives that us or AU have going on. So there's gonna be a, a, something for everybody, which has been kind of nice as we've noticed that the demographics of all of our student surveys say, they're looking for a lot of different things from from AU and thus from from their students union. So it's nice to know that there's all these different tools out there where we can kind of effectively reach all those people and answer those those needs. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, for new AU students, um, you know, those of you that might even be listening in on our podcast here today, uh, you know, we are able to offer something that is so unique within this online distance learning environment. You know, if you were to go over to the AU website or even engage with some of their social media, that is, that's amazing. We definitely encourage you to do that. I think that there's another community building element that we want to strive for within the students union that will help to enhance that experience even more. Um, you know, Duncan, I want to bring you into the conversation here a little bit, just because, you know, we both sort of recognized and were problem solving this before Tim came along and mm. before this new social media coordinator role. Maybe you could just speak a little bit to sort of where we were and where we are now or where you see us now. Um, from your perspective, what stands out to you from an engagement perspective now that Tim is around? I no longer see our social media as just simply a carbon copy of our other communication vehicles, especially our newsletter. I think when I yeah when yeah. I first started, our social media was static, and it would release on that same cycle. Like, you know, we have a newsletter; it's coming out to tell you about awards, and so obviously we're gonna today. The social media post of the day is gonna be about that. And now I see social media content that that is daily <laughs> and is engaging yeah. directly on that's independent of what we might be talking about later today in a podcast or later this week in a newsletter. So that's good. And, and, you know, what I also see too is lots of students interacting with, with our social media, whether that's through contests or uh, throwing out a like or giving a comment. I see a lot more of that as well. And I think I see as well, our executives are engaging more in social media because they have a foil of their organization is, is putting out stuff. And so I see them now sharing and commenting and putting out there what the kind of stuff that Tim's been working on. Yeah. And I love the, I love the interaction pieces as well. You know, you look at, you know, Tim was talking about the minds we meet article. It's, it's really putting a face with what we do, some of the work that we do. And we weren't able to do that very well before even this podcast. One of the things that I love about it 
is that we're able to put a voice to some of the work that we're doing. So in, in many ways, whether it's a podcast or whether it's social media, it's really about, you know, putting that face, putting that name, bringing our organization to the forefront a little bit more so than in a newsletter. And to your point, I absolutely agree. The level of engagement that we're getting through our social media channels, and Tim, obviously this speaks to the uh, to the great work that you're doing, but it's really about finding those uh, immediate touch points. Maybe it's on a topic, maybe it's on some, you know, more of a, a relevant AU topic, or maybe it's something like Black Lives Matter or these these greater social uh, topics that really do uh, bring a lot to our community again. You know, Duncan, you kind of brought something to my mind here, which is really about how AU students are interacting on social media. And so, Tim, I kind of want to throw that over to you. Are you seeing uh, trends or are you seeing um, certain patterns within our own social media now that you've been around for uh, a number of months where you know, AU students are kind of doing this or they're doing that, depending on the channel that we're talking about. Yeah, especially uh, in, on platforms such as Instagram, where our uh, our presence there was uh, very limited, I think, in the past. But um, since we've been running a, a lot of contests that have kind of been boosting our engagement, like uh, the Inspire uh, 2021 event, there's been a of not just a flock of, of new followers that are AU students or people thinking about studying at AU that didn't know that we were out there putting out content for them to, to take a look at and engage with before, but um, also just kind of supplying some of their own. They're like, it's really nice to see that we're getting tagged in, um, you know, selfies with them studying or uh, um, taking photos of them, like working away at night on stuff and um, that's the kind of stuff that I like to see, and I, I feel like that's that's measurable um, in our in our metrics for when we have to review this kind of thing and kind of change up our our strategies. But there's a certain immeasurable quality to it when we start seeing some of our our students and our followers um, commenting and posting their own content about their what they're doing for their post secondary, and you'll see one of their followers or, or one of their friends asking. Yo, you're you're studying at AU. What's that like? How have you found it? I'm gonna. We should chat about this later because you get the sense that we're kind of building something that can't really be um, measured specifically right now. But in the next, you know, five or ten years, we'll just be building out our organization down the road. Yeah, well said. Well said. I think um, you know you you brought up the Inspire 2021 contest. Um, which I just thought was such a cool initiative that we did. I mean, obviously there was a couple different goals within that contest and for the students that were able to engage with us, uh, we very much appreciate you doing so. Uh, we also gave away $10,000 uh, to uh, 40 different people. And I guess I should re-language that because suddenly the math sounds like $40,000. Um, <laughs> we gave away $10,000 in the form of $250 gift cards. And um, yeah, it was just a phenomenal way of engaging with students and, you know, understanding what inspired them coming into 2021 or what inspired them to, you know, persevere through a really tough year uh, in 2020. And so um, a lot of our student uh, AU student membership definitely stay tuned for things coming out on social media where we're going to be able to highlight a number of the things that were brought forward within that contest and a lot of content was developed there. So uh, really cool to see that. And, and of course, Tim, you were a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, as much 
patting me on the back as you guys want to do. I'm, I'm here for it. Let's, let's run out the clock on that <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Inspire 2021 contest was a lot of fun, not just to run, but just to, to see the stories trickling in because um, as, as siloed as we all kind of are, there's, uh, I feel like it's kind of impossible every now and then to avoid the feeling of your experience with post-secondary is quote unquote the experience. But the more um, stories that got submitted, the more you realize just kind of how, uh, how diverse the student experience is here at AU, um, not just in terms of what we're studying, but the, the kind of the reasons that people are coming here to, to do so. And um, it's been a lot of fun, not just to engage with it during the contest, but to continue rolling them out uh, under the brand AU stories. And uh, AU has been kind of picking them up too and following up with uh, a few of them to integrate into their, uh, their own learner stories program. So some of the, the stories that we just got to quickly touch on during the, the contest are getting um, told to not just our undergrads, but um, the entire AU community, which has been nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't say enough about it. It was a ton of fun. And I think what it did was it created this, um, uh, this new bar, if you will, of, of what we can do. Um, I only look forward to uh, what's going to be coming down the pipe here for us. Um, which is maybe a great question for you, Tim, when you, when you look at the portfolio that you've got within AUSU, uh, and, and a number of the things that are coming up, whether it's, uh, uh, additional contests or maybe things coming up in the summer, what do you look forward to? What are some things that, that you would like to see? I know, uh, maybe I'll just plant the seed on one thing, uh, which is around the YouTube channel and expanding the use of videos, uh, for the organization, but are there, are there other things that you're really looking forward to you can't wait to sink your teeth into yeah um the youtube channel comes up uh a lot we've been kind of um batting the ball around on what we want to do with that for a bit so it's it's going to be exciting to see how that kind of actually unfolds and um start doing a lot more video content which i feel like has been the only thing that's really been lacking so far from the kind of content that we've been able to deliver to students uh um, aside from that, there's uh, there's a lot of different stuff that we'll be able to partner up with AU on, like convocation is approaching, and um, there's lots of stuff in the works, not just on AU's end, but how we can kind of contribute that as well and help celebrate the uh, the outgoing crop of AU minds uh, as well. Now that we have uh, Ashley on board, our new communications and member services coordinator, there's uh, a lot of stuff that me and her kind of want to plan out so that the the, the kind of the next generation of AU comms and social media strategy can start to reflect some of the, the big changes that we have, but what they're kind of looking for from our services and from all the platforms and the kind of messaging that we're delivering to them. So it's yeah, be absolutely. Cool. Really appreciate some, you know, spending some time on this, Tim, you know, obviously now that you're a, clearly a veteran on our team <laughs> and, uh, and Ashley's the, the rookie on the team, it's, it's about time that we brought you onto the podcast. So it's, it's been great sort of been able to connect with you and um, obviously learning a little bit more about, you know, what does social media mean for AUSU? How do we want to be able to use that uh, sort of the goals within those initiatives around creating community and uh, creating awareness around, uh, you know, under this category of what does AUSU do for you? So uh, you're a big part of that communications team and developing content. And I also hope that you guys also get to have some fun while you do it as well. This is, we're in a social media environment, but it's also a student's union. And we want to be able to bring some fun to that community as well. So uh, hopefully that'll be something AU students will start to enjoy and can start engaging with us 
on a regular basis. So uh, great job so far on your, I guess we're, we're just going to randomly call this your six month anniversary. It, it almost sounds like a bit of a job interview as well. <laughs> yeah. Do, do I keep the job for the next six months or? Okay. We we're going to, we're going to keep you for another six months and then we'll do another podcast to see what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Tim, whether you know this or not, there's a very special component of our podcast that we do and it's called rapid fire. And uh, we're just going to see, uh, see who Tim, the tool man Hanson is, whether you know it or not. And this is, I mean, obviously even me calling you the tool man, this kind of goes back to home improvement for, for all of our listeners. And it, it just seems so natural. It's like, if your first name is Tim, like tell me Tim, that that's not the first time you've heard that. Oh, not at all. No, no. I, I watched a lot of home improvement when I was a kid and, uh, I feel like you can kind of plot out um, how pop culture has evolved alongside kids today because uh, I feel like in kindergarten and like the first few grades of elementary, there was lots of Tim, the tool man, Taylor. And then (laughs) in middle school and and high school, I started getting more uh, Timmy from South Park and now we're (laughs) starting to get back into the the home improvement stuff, I guess, as the nineties are kind of a retro throwback thing that everyone is kind of thinking about again. Yeah. Well, that probably also just shows you what generation I'm coming from too. So uh, (laughs) uh, you come by it naturally and uh, you've been doing a great job with our social media here. So um, let's dive into a little bit of rapid fire. Tim, are you ready? Uh, Yes, I'm ready. I just cracked my neck. You couldn't see it, but it was (laughs) mostly for effect. So I like it. I like it. Well, you, you might've paid for the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge for what's (laughs) going to happen next. I got the seat for free from, from AUS use. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay, Tim, what is the last thing you binge watched? Um, I just rewatched Mad Men all the way through. Ooh. Really? You know what? I'm yeah. I think I'm just about to finish season one in that one. That's good. I, I loved it when it when it was on, but I feel like it, it's nice to see like in the past decade or so how much you've grown as a person as I watch and go, oh, that character didn't suck. I just stuck because I was 17. <laughs> yeah, it's social commentary, not a user manual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I suppose this is the moment where I'm supposed to ask a question. Uh, what's your most used emoji? That's a good question. Let me let me bring up recently used on the old keyboard. Here. Sounds good. There's such a thing? I mean, I, I probably could even... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like I your... Ask, what's your... What's your most used emoji, Jared? Oh, my God. Like, mine is mine is easily, like, thumbs up. Or like the cool guy with sunglasses, like that one and thumbs up all the time. I have cool guy with sunglasses. And then after that, it's the uh, emoji of the happy cowboy. (laughs) My most used is is the trademark because I use that for sarcasm, right? Oh, yeah, that's a go-to for me too. (laughs) And embarrassingly, I have the wire wastebasket because I once drank way too much tequila and I threw up. And I threw up in a wire wastebasket. And so now that's a, an in-joke between me and, and more than a couple of my friends. Tequila makes my feet itchy. Tequila is <laughs> not good. Like, like of my feet. I don't know. I, I have a friend, and so does Jody, who, who really digs tequila and is, is a connoisseur of good tequila. But, you know, and I think in our society, it's never, like, it's the go-to when you're not going to have a good night, you know? Yeah, and yet to be fair, I, I haven't ever really spent a lot of money on tequila, so um, it's entirely possible that uh, the the garbage swill that I, I drank <laughs> just made me hyper aware of my feet, and maybe it wouldn't happen if it was quality stuff. <laughs> 
Oh, this is awesome. Stay tuned on the next AUSU Open Mic, where we talk about tequila and why it makes Tim's feet itchy. (laughs) Okay, I got the next one for you. And I'm going to bait you a little bit here, Tim, just because we already know that you're you're just a huge fan of Star Trek. Um, And and I'm sure the three of us can all uh, have our favorite series that we've enjoyed. What is your favorite Star Trek series? Me and Duncan were talking about this just we were. before you came. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes between Next Gen and Deep Space Nine. Um, I love Next Gen to death. I think that was like my the first one that I really watched a lot of on VHS tapes and reruns and stuff. And everything is kind of its own self-contained little episode where whatever was going on, you know, they they shot at it and we learned a pretty cookie cutter life lesson and we're down to our like happily never after. But uh, with with Deep Space Nine, you got to watch like a few episodes in a row because there's a lot yeah. of multiple parts to it and season arcs and that, um, which yeah, it's it's also awesome. But it's it just serves a different mood. So, you know what? I'm with you. Um, I'm a huge Next Generation fan, and um, it's just, there's something so empowering about within an hour being able to solve like a major problem, mm-hmm. and sort of within the last five minutes, it's like you know, some, some sort of holodeck solution where some, I see, I can't even come up with proper analogy right now because I've got too many (laughs) Star Trek terms coming to my head at one time, but yeah, it's like, just, just throw it at the team for 55 minutes later, there's a solution. Definitely something I think is missing from just all modern sci-fi is I just want to see a really cheesy problem happening on the 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 holodeck that if you really thought about why this is happening for more than a second or two you'd realize no there's no way that (laughs) this would be built in a way that this would happen but i don't care everyone's dressed up like robin hood and stuff today so let's just see where it goes (laughs) so good duncan you're next yeah similar question and I'll, i'll set it up not for you but for the audience is the Prime Directive a good idea or not? And for those who, who don't watch a lot of Star Trek, the Prime Directive is a, a rule that, that the Federation has to follow of not uh, interfering with uh, species development, at least until they develop warp drive. Is it a good idea, Tim, or is it actually, or if not, what are the drawbacks? I feel like the, the Prime Directive is an elementary school level uh nonsense phrase people that age but really it it seems like all it does is protect uh situations and planets and civilizations that really don't need help or like uh are just about to be exploited but half the episodes of next generation is oh look here's our 300th evil admiral who's going to ignore it you know yeah whereas the other half of the time it's hamstringing captain picard from doing something cool that really would help these people. So I say we, we do away with it. There's obviously a lot of organizational s- structural issues and corruption within Starfleet that need to get be, be done away with. But all it does is stop the, the good guys from doing cool stuff and give the bad guys something to wipe their butt with before they start up the plot of the episode. So get rid of it. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to keep on this theme just because we're having too much fun with it. <laughs> sure. Tim, finish this sentence. Space. The final, the final frontier. frontier. <laughs> These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, 
a boldly go where no one has gone before. Oh. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, Tim, once again, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. It was great getting to know you a little bit. And I hope that for all of our listeners out there, especially all the Trekkies out there, if you ever want to engage with Tim, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, definitely reach out and, and let's connect uh, through the mobile app. Uh, lots of chat opportunities there. So just know that when you're connecting through all those channels, you're talking to our very own Tim, the tool man, Hanson. So thanks for hanging out with us, Tim. It's been, uh, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. <laughs>